Hello, 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 and welcome to Newsy's Nook, a podcast where you can sit and relax while I try not to wet my pants. I am your host, Newsy Baby. We are celebrating the podcast 100th episode. Maybe I'm finally old enough to stop wearing diapers. This week in Newsies News, about two years ago, the owner of Playtime asked me if I would like to start a podcast. I said yes, and the rest has been a wild ride. RJ, the owner of the kink business, says Playtime is over. I thought it would only be right that on this milestone episode, I would bring RJ into Newsies Nook and talk about this announcement. You know, what What are you most proud of that Playtime was able to accomplish? Um, It's interesting, because it definitely took i would say two major forms while we were in business um i would say the thing i'm most proud of is um i feel like we inspired a lot of people to create and build a life for themselves that they might not have envisioned you know some of the people who worked with playtime were able to move on to do some really awesome stuff um including you you know and so uh yeah, I guess I would say like the one positive that i'll take away from it is like being able to look at the experience and feel like I was able to provide a platform for several really talented people to explore themselves and to realize what they're capable of. So, yeah. And Playtime had many forms, right? It had, you know, the podcast form, there was the clothing form, and it was it, it had the newsletter. There was Playtime evolved over at least the time I was there. Yeah, you know, we re- I really wanted it to and it and I mean that was on purpose. At the end of the day, like I set out Originally, I wanted to create ABDL clothing, and what it involved into was just creating content and media that kinksters enjoy. Jim, like literally, it was like we were doing Twitch streams at one point. We've done the newsletter. We obviously had both the podcasts, which were probably our most successful endeavor. Um, and so it was really cool. Like I would meet people in the kink community who were like, "Yeah, I listen to Newsies Nook. I listen to literally every single episode." Or they would tell us how cool the Big Top is, and you know, we hit the top 100 in several countries. And, you know, it's just really cool to see that kind of stuff being able to be produced and enjoyed and consumed and loved. Um, so yeah, it was, a, it was a beautiful journey. It was a really awesome experience. I wish we could have continued doing it. I really do. Um, but it's a really hard time for startups right now. And so, you know, eventually we reached a point where I recognized that it wasn't going to be possible to continue doing what we're doing, uh, unfortunately. So um, like you said, bittersweet. But I'm really proud of the kind of really creative things we're able to do, you know. Without going into the external factors that caused playtime to close, what what would you do differently? Of the things you could control, what would you do differently looking back? A couple things. Um, One, I think I would have made the pivot away from clothing a lot faster we kind of really tried for a very, very long time to make a business model surrounding our clothing. But the reality was, it's like, and I, and I explained this to some people who asked me why we stopped really focusing on our store. It's like, you know, ABU, Tykables, onesies down under, even to an extent, like they have products that people are consistently coming back for, right? It's like you buy a pack of diapers, you use those diapers, you come and buy more. And even with onesies, those are very directly tied to diapers still. So there's a very close association with Every new collection, I'm picking up new onesies because it goes perfectly with the diapers that I'm buying every day. Because we were never a disposable item, that meant that like most people were coming and purchasing from us like once. They'd pick up all the clothes they wanted 
And even if we came out with new collections, there wasn't as intense of a, des- a desire to re to re up as you would with like say onesies. And so we tried for a really long time to make that work. And it was looking back, it was very clear that that business model just wasn't sustainable. And so I really wish we had pivoted to doing the content because once we started doing the newsletter and started doing the podcast and making that the focus, we saw way, way better success with that. Um, and so I think we would have been able to, I think we would have been able to even write out a lot of the mitigating factors, which were the big reason why we weren't able to stay in business. Namely, we weren't able to fundraise. Um, If we were able to build a model around our content, the inability to fundraise wouldn't have been a big issue, you know? So I would say that's probably number one. Let's go into the external factors now, right? Um, Could you just, could you say some of the external factors that went into the decision to close Playtime? Yeah. So long story short, you know, Playtime was and has been a startup. We're we are a tech startup. And I think a lot of people don't realize that because like from the external, it's like, oh, you guys just create content. But it's like we had a very innovative way about how we created, the way that we collaborated, the things that we produced. And we had raised money from several investors and that was part that was how we stayed in business. And unfortunately, the free money train, as I like to describe it, has kind of run out has run its course. You know, the federal interest rate has gone up. There's a lot of pressure within the tech industry. We've seen more layoffs in the past six months than we saw throughout the entirety of the dot-com boom, um, or bus, I should say. And so uh, what really was the, was the final, was kind of the final deciding factor was I made a trip uh, down to LA to try to convince some of our investors to help us reach our next milestones. Um, and they said no. Uh, and what sucked was they never intended to even consider it. They kind of let me fly down there and like <laughs> make this big pitch and this big like vision, knowing that, that were, they were never going to say yes, which was really, they really wore on me mentally because uh, mm-hmm. I felt very taken advantage of. And so um, when that was the news we got, I recognized that we just weren't going to be able to, we weren't going to be able to raise enough capital to stay in business much longer. And so um, I made the very, very difficult decision that we just had to stop um you know every business needs to have money in order to run and if we can't raise that money we can't pay our people if we can't pay our people we, we're not a business and so um we had we it was the only choice i made that we really had love right and we've and we've had conversations you you've always called yourself you know a business owner let's talk about if someone if someone was looking at playtime and they're like, gosh, it's really hard to be an ABDL business. Is there any advice you would give them? Would you, would you, would you give advice for people to be like, oh yeah, start an ABDL business. I mean, what, what, what would you tell people if, <laughs> if someone was like, I think I could be an ABDL business owner. What advice? Would what you I give? would, my advice would be if you're not able to create a business model that somehow comes back to diapers, I would not say it's worth it. Um, and it's not to say that it's not, fun. It's an incredible industry to build in. It's an incredible group of people to serve. But the reality is, is that um, the vast majority of people, their kink and their desire is tied to diapers. And so unless you kind of do what Little Comforts did, which is, you know, kind of build your audience with non-diaper related items, eventually leading to you launching your own diaper, I would say that you're going to have a very, very hard time being able to create a business model that is self-sustaining. 
Now, if you can do that and you have the connections and the relationships to make that possible, girl, go for it. Because this is one of the best communities in the world. Um, everyone is so awesome and amazing and creative. The kind of parties and events that we host are always like really ridiculous. So I would say like it's a lot of fun. Um, but as, as a person who's tried it uh, and has seen other businesses who've tried to avoid making diapers and them also struggling, I, we all kind of collectively agree. If you're not making diapers, you don't have a business. <laughs> On the topic of community, what would you like to say, if anything, to the community? Thank you. Like, really, like, that's, that's, I don't have anything else to say. I mean, I, playtime was what gave me a career. You know, I did not have some crazy degree. I never came from any wealthy background, but it was because of the success that I was able to have with playtime that I was able to move on and do, you know, several other incredible things with my career and now work in an industry that while it has its problems and I'm currently navigating, um, is something that allows me to have a job and to create opportunities for other people that I otherwise would not have been able to do. Like, it's really fucking cool that I have enough of a relationship and a connection in this industry that people come to me looking for job recommendations or references and, I can, you know, be an advisor and do all these other stuff. Um, and none of that would have been possible had I not found initial belonging and success within the ABDL and PUP community. So, um, yeah, thank you. Because I, without this space and without everyone who's been very supportive of me and our journey so far, I wouldn't be able to do any of the stuff that I'm doing now. Um, my life would look a lot different had I not started Playtime three years ago, you know? What, if anything, would you want to say to the people who made Playtime possible, the, the workers, your employees? I wish I could have done more. That's really what it comes down to. Um, I mean, Izzy, you, you've seen and know probably more than most in regards to what things I, <laughs> we've dealt with and things I have had to deal with that isn't necessarily broadcast to the wider public. Um, I really wish we could have kept doing what we were doing. We had an awesome team. We had a really creative vision and we had a really exciting work ahead of us. And it just sucks that that kind of, that we weren't able to see those dreams through. And I wish that I could have done more to make that possible. Um, but I, I deeply appreciate every single ounce of work and effort everybody put into this. It wouldn't, I've said this from beginning and I'll say it again because it remains true is that like any business is only as good as the people who work for it. Um, and so part of what made us amazing was the people that we had doing what they did every day. And I, yeah, I just wish I could have given a space for people to continue doing that longer. You know? And then last question, what is next for RJ? Um, right now, Focusing on trying to focusing on trying to provide for those who I still serve, um, and finding a way to have an identity independent from work. Uh, I think everybody who knows me knows that I'm a massive workaholic. This is the only thing I do or talk about or spend my time on. Um, and as a result, I've come to realize that I don't have very many friends. I don't have much of a life outside of work and that is not healthy. <laughs> so I think next for RJ is figuring out who the fuck RJ is anymore and what he wants to do with himself. 
And then a question that popped into my mind because I've seen it seen it a lot on Twitter lately. Do you going through this experience, do you feel rubbed the wrong way from this community or are you still in love with this community? Um, I think it would be easy for me to say yes. There have obviously been situations which I'm sure several people listening to this podcast are aware of in which um, there have been many things said about me and my character and who I am. And I've long since given up on trying to disprove that kind of shit. Like at the end of the day, people are going to believe what they believe. If they decide that they want to believe everything they read on Twitter, that's up to them. But um, so it's, I would say that from that regard, there has been some slights, but at the end of the day, like I can't hold anything against anyone. We're only ever working with information that's available to us. And short of knowing me as a person, I'm not going to pass judgment on people who pass judgment on me. Um, I will say that I wish that there was more of an effort in the community to not fall into stereotypes. Um, I definitely feel like that is a major issue in our community uh, in a lot of different ways. Um, but at the end of the day, we're all just a bunch of people who like to wear diapers and pee our pants. You know, so it's like, can we really get too up in arms about that community having its issues? I don't think so. <laughs> right no you're right um, so yeah I don't know I, I don't really feel any type of way I feel like everyone on the whole like when I look at the past three years this community has been incredibly supportive and full of amazing experiences and amazing people who've created incredible moments through our media through our events through our communities and I'm just going to treasure those forever so yeah I don't I'm, I'm very happy with everything and I'm I'm actually kind of looking forward to being able to just be part of the community rather than being someone who's like producing for it anymore, you know? You guys, we are finally at the hundredth episode of Newsy's Nook. Um, that's, that's just that's just crazy to me. It's literally crazy. It's crazy for a lot of reasons. It's crazy because the newsy I am today is just like so much more confident, is such a cool person. Like the newsy I am today, I'm really, I'm, I think newsy a hundred episodes ago would be like, that's a pretty cool guy. And, you know, it's just kind of a cool feeling to have that to have that feeling and to have this podcast has mean so much to me. I, I've been able to meet so many incredible human beings. I've got to have so many fun experiences. I feel like I've done things I never thought I would be able to do in my life. Um, so in honor of that, I thought I asked everyone for the New Zenic raffle to write what their favorite episodes are. And so I just kind of want to go through some of them and give any insider on that episode, what have you. So I'll be, so the first episode I have written down is acts of humiliation with smiles. This one was very fun. Um, especially since, so kind of what my process is, is I kind of always look for stories that are one interesting to me and two, could they benefit the community if the story got out? Um, and so when I saw Smiles' posts about humiliating acts, I was like, ooh, I know this is going to be such a good episode because I know people are going to like eat it up. They're going to want to try all these humiliating things. 
And I thought it'd be really fun. And that's my whole intention anytime I reach out to people is I think you have something to say that's either going to help or have really fun with the community. And so if I ever approach you and you're worried like, oh, what's his intention? My intention is literally to either inform or have fun with. And so for smiles, I was like, oh, I'm going to have fun with this. And so on the morning of the interview, I was thinking, I was like, oh, I want to do something fun. I want to like, I want to spice this up a bit because I know it's going to be a fun episode. So that's when I had the idea of if he, if he says, you know, the word humiliating, he has to buzz himself. So I was like, oh, that's hot. And then I want to say, I can't fully remember. I want to say the drinking, drinking a sip of water, I definitely thought of beforehand. And that was also like a fun one because... I think the when I did the twenty four ever twenty four seven episode with River, someone someone messaged me saying like, "How many times uh, Newsy said twenty four seven you should take a drink?" And so I was like, "Ooh, a drinking episode that would be really fun." All right, another episode someone mentioned was the Little Merman and his boyfriend episodes. Little Merman, I I love you so much because when I first started this podcast, um. It was. I think I was only on my second episode, and you messaged me, and you were like, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna go through Santa Barbara. Do you want to hang out?" And I just thought that was so cool. Like never, never in my life would I ever be. I think you were like literally the first, um, while living in Santa Barbara, the first ABDL to message me saying like, "Hey, I'm coming to town." And I re- I just remembered, I got like all these like butterflies because I was like. Oh gosh, I'm gonna have to host this ABDL, and he's like visiting, and he's like traveled really far. So I was like, "What are we gonna do?" And so that's when I thought of like, you know, going to State Street and all that. Um, that was a great episode, and I loved your story, and um, you know what you told me about your boyfriend and him being curious and wanting to figure it out. I just knew you both had such wonderful stories to tell, and I'm so glad you allowed me to tell them. T. Stoder on clown play, so. <laughs> You know, when I first started at Playtime, I was I I was like, oh my gosh, this is gonna be kind of fun. Like, I'm into diapers, but like, what are other people into? And then you meet, you know, you meet T. Stoder, and you're like, oh, clown play, how interesting. And at first, you know, I at first I kind of was like, oh, this is like kind of interesting, is that? But like, if you haven't met him, if you haven't met Barney, aka T. Stoder, he has such an infectious energy that you're like. Well, shit, if he's into it, I need to be into it, too. So <laughs> so I was like, okay, I need to do an episode on him. And I'm so glad I did because actually that was actually the first episode that I actually, I in my memory, first started getting feedback about, like, yeah, show us new things. Like, try new things. Like, I really – and so I know I haven't been doing a good job about this, but I really want to start exploring – other kinks um i know the one off the top of my head is i definitely want to have someone on to talk about gooning because that is definitely a kink that uh has kind of over almost you know on par with diapers for me which is saying a lot and um rubber i feel like i know so many people that are into rubber that i'm like i need to get you on this on this podcast and i and there have been a, a several attempts it's just like people have very you know busy lives so so sometimes i can't make that work all the time another one is oh river 24 7 this one was fun this one was fun because one river i've always 
thought you were super cute, so it was, like, kind of intimidating to, like, have you on, and we had videos on, not gonna lie, it was kind of like, oh my gosh, he's so cute, and I knew, I, like, I've had multiple people text, message me saying, like, oh, when are you gonna do a 24-7 episode, because it's only natural, and I said this in the podcast, it's only natural that this thing that gives us so much life, that makes us so happy, like, why, why wouldn't you want to wear them? 24 7 so i knew this i knew this was going to be a fun informative episode and it was just icing on the cake that river is such a cutie what's the safe word oh (laughs) oh my gosh um how this how this episode came about was there there was riff with pup amp I i remember that see the problem is is between this podcast and my normal job my memory is like so faded um but something happened with Pup Amp. He like he, he did something wrong during a kink convention, and people were kind of giving him shit on on Twitter. And he kind of wrote back like, you know, I didn't do anything. You know, I didn't do anything. I've always supported this community. It's not my thing, but I'll like I will never yuck someone's yum. And I just messaged them like, you know, I I was just like never in a million years would they ever answer this email or any of these dams so i i emailed them and i think it was it wasn't through twitter or instagram but it was through email that their person got back to me and they were like yeah there'll be they would be interested in having a sit down when do you want to do it and it just so happened that it was my birthday weekend in palm springs and that's and that when i talked about like never in a million years never in a million years if you told me i would be interviewing and also be on their podcast, a very highly listened to podcast, one that I hold in high regard. On my birthday weekend, never in a million years, never, never thought that was ever going to happen. And the fact that it did happen still gives me this like, oh my gosh, this is like so much fun. Acts of desperation with Tyler. <laughs> so I love anything verbal. If you if you want to if you want me turned on, you if you want me to get into a mood, be verbal. And Tyler's content is so verbal. It's everything I love. It's holding piss and shit in your pants. What's more to love? And so same thing. I messaged Tyler. Well, yeah. Well, also because Tyler has his own podcast, and that's actually where I got uh, all the desperation videos. That's where I get that inspiration from is from Tyler. And so same thing. I messaged this person thinking they will never they will never respond to this. And they did, and we set it up, and it was it – was, I was not expecting us to, <laughs> to get off. And, you know, it's, it was one of those moments where I'm usually a very, like, self-aware individual, and I'm like, no, this is a podcast. Like, I can't be, like, getting my rocks off on a podcast that's, that's being hailed as the NPR of kink. That, like, no, like, fresh air would never. <laughs> and so I was like, but it was in that moment that I was like, you know what? I want to do this. I want to I come with Tyler. And we did. And it was beautiful. Playing for mental health with with Nico. This was a fun episode. I got inspiration for this episode when I went to Capcom, and I, you know, I I'm not gonna lie. My first my first day at Capcom was kind of a, a, a mental jungle gym. I I I knew in my body that this was a fun new experience, and I'm really getting a lot out of this. But my mind was just like plagued with. I don't know, it was just it was just plagued like I didn't belong or, you know, I kind of felt like 
you know, people, everyone, everyone knows my voice, but they've never met me in person. And it was kind of that whole mentality of, you know, I hope, I hope the person, all these people are, I hope the person they're meeting that is Newsy matches the person they hear in Newsy's nook. And that was a big thing going through my mind during the first day of Capcom. And I just, you know, Saturday morning, I kind of looked at what was on the agenda. I woke up really early, like 5 a.m. craziness. Uh, and I looked at the agenda and I was like, oh, there's a mental health class. And I went and it was I was going to I would have to say it was one of the highlights of my Capcom experience. I, I wasn't expecting to get so much out of that. Um, it, I was so moved by the class that I, I immediately went up to Nico and I said, hey, I have this podcast. And, you know, I really think people could benefit from from what you taught and what you what you had to say would you would you want to be on and so he said I'll, I'll reply to your email when i get back from capcom and and shortly after we set up a date and that that's how that episode got produced um capcom content that you know what i love that everyone loves that i brought a microphone and i t- totally played little journalistic newsy um that's what I do during the day. Like people ask me, like, what do you do during your day job? Literally, what you saw me doing at Capcom, other than pissing and shitting on uh, people, I literally—that's what I do. I go up to people. I talk to people. Like, I, yeah, I had so much fun having all those fun conversations at Capcom uh, with Leafy and Acorn, um, Diapers for Dad, his whole gang group, every everyone, everyone that everyone that said yes to me interviewing them thank you thank you thank you that made such for such two great episodes and then my sit down with barney barney if you're listening to this i hope you know that i listen to that episode when i'm having a shitty day um i'll listen to that episode because i can hear in my voice just how happy i was and then also you are such a great co-host for newsies nook i feel like our energies bounce off each other so well and so I I cannot I can't wait until I get to see your very sexy clown face. Um getting stinky with pup skunk. Uh this one was a fun one cuz I've always thought pup skunk had the greatest uh messy content. He's he they just make good content and it it was it's also kind of um he used to live uh, I won't say where because I don't want I don't want to add him if he does if the, he doesn't make this information known. But but we used to live in a pretty close by like a drivable distance from each other at one point, and I think because of that proximity, there was also that extra factor of like this is a person like I really want to talk to, I want to get to know, and so same thing. Message them. I I'll, literally anytime I message people, I, there's always a, in the back of my head like this will never work, <laughs> and. He said yes, and I we had such fun uh, fun moments uh, on that episode. Messy situation with Dodger, same thing. I love verbal content. Dodger, your verbal messing content is literally bait material, and yet when you said yes, I literally got strained in my cage, like no joke. And the fact that uh, we both got a little steamy uh, after, um, also key also very hot being a dom and dadding feature your big bro okay this one <laughs> for the longest time this one was the most listened to episode and it literally i had i talked to rj about this a whole lot in the beginning uh 
in the beginning throws of the, of this podcast because I would have to say Newsy that started 100 episodes ago did not think of himself as sexy. Um, he didn't think of himself as sexy in any way. Um, diapers made him feel sexy, but it was more of like I feel sexy in a diaper, not so much like I, I, I never thought that people would think of me as sexy. And so having this in my head, I never thought of, I've never thought of Newsy Nook as a bait material podcast. I've always thought of it as, um, as an informative podcast. And that's why when people say it's the NPR of kink, I'm always like, oh, you don't know, like the heart on it that gives me. Um, and so the fact that this episode that I really wanted it to be informing, I literally just wanted like, how do you be a dom and how do you make it look so sexy? I wasn't expecting the bait material that would come out of this episode. And it and it rubbed me for so long because I'm like, oh, I just wanted it to be informative. I didn't want it to be like sexy. Um, but no, that, that, that was a very fun episode and, um, fun fact, I, I literally, this, this, this episode, I, I, um, you know, I'm just going to say it cause it's the hundredth episode. I literally, uh, got off while f that's the only episode correction other than the other ones that I've gotten off. But in the beginning throws of this podcast, it was the only one that I literally was getting off as as we were recording it um so if anyone else was getting off um i was too <laughs> perfect tape job with uh blazar this one was fun because this one came about it was a very fun interaction with the community and that was like the true moment that i knew um you know, I work with social media during my day job all the time and, you know, I'll post news and like sometimes some people's lo lo some locals will like it or retweet it. Sometimes they won't. Um, sometimes things will go viral. Sometimes it won't. My kink social media, I always feel seen. I always feel heard. Um, and so when I ask the question, like, does anyone remember this diaper uh taping job video and they immediately responded with the me with the video i was thinking of i was like that that's such a it's such a powerful feeling knowing like oh cool i have this thing where i feel like these people know everything about me i feel seen i feel heard and you get a response back when you post something i thought that was i thought that was so powerful and it made for a great it made for a great fun informative episode i'm i'm i very like i very am much proud of that episode uh maxi on sissy plate maxi has um maxi is a cutie maxi is sassy um we've always talked about him coming on the podcast and you know when i met him in san diego a couple years ago to the maxi that i see now i'm like good for you you have grown into this sissy cuck fantasy lifestyle so well i'm so proud of you you are living you are living your dream and i couldn't be more proud and i'm so grateful that you came on the podcast um the punk song on baby furs this one was a fun one because i want to say it was the first time i had a non a basically in my head a non-kingster and then on top of that a straight kingster and the story of how this came up i was just like I was like, this is a fun story. Like, e even the news person um, in my head was like, even if I didn't have a kink podcast, this would make a really fun story. 
And so um, this one was this one was very fun. And same thing, like it was it was it's moments like these where I see things on the internet and I kind of see them within our own like little kink sphere become what I would say viral, and I'm able to respond to that, report on that, so to speak. Those are the moments that I'm always like, this is so cool. This is so cool that we have like our own little ecosystem happening. Um, Switch on gender neutral language. This one was fun because Switch messaged me saying, you know, would you ever want to talk about this topic? And I always love those. Um, My DMs are always open. Like that's not, that's, I'm not playing you. Like my DMs are always open on Instagram and Twitter at Newsy Baby. Um, If you have a topic you want to talk about and you're passionate enough about it, I'm all for it. You don't have to worry about like, oh, I'm not a great speaker. You know what? If I've learned anything in 100 episodes, it's I know how to edit (laughs) and I know how to keep the conversation going. Um, You don't have to worry. I will edit out out the awkward parts. I'm not saying Switch had – I hope no one thinks Switch had any awkward parts during this conversation. I'm just saying if you're passionate about a topic, please message me because I would love to talk to you about it. Uh, Celebrating our kink – are queer kinky Asians with Korean uh, Korean puppy boy. This one was fun. This one was fun and this one um I didn't know how how he would respond when I messaged him because you know, when I did start the podcast, it was around August and then, you know, right around the corner was Black History Month. And as a news person, I'm always thinking how do I say how do I be relevant? How do I stay relevant? Not so much how to stay relevant, but like how do I stay on top of what's happening within the community? And so, of course, you turn on the television, you turn on the radio. What what are people talking about during February? They're talking about Black History Month. And so I knew just having already a lot of um, black kinky diaper boyfriends, I knew that episode was going to be easy and I'm so grateful for um, Kenzo and all the other um, black content creators that have been on the show and talk about uh, what what we talked about in terms of you know creating uh, kink safe spaces Um, this one was a little harder because you know Asian Pacific Heritage Month um, you know it it doesn't get the airtime as much as Black History Month and so I knew I wanted to tell the story, and I remember messaging him thinking, I hope he doesn't think of this as a, hey, I just need to make content. You know, I, gen- I genuinely wanted to tell the story of uh, the struggle of uh, of kinky Asians. And, you know, it already helped that he had a post about it. That's what inspired it, is he, is he posted it, um, you know, the, st- the statistics post. And so... He said yes, and it and it has been a very good episode. I, I've I've gotten a lot of people saying like you know I'm thank you for shedding a light on this because it's true you know I think every um, race should race color um, sexuality should have a voice on this podcast. I I do not want to um, not allow any of those voices in here. This has always been a safe space, and so I'm very grateful that he said yes and he was able to talk about his struggles and all that. Uh, baby's first New Year's resolution featuring Baby Chip. I am, I love this episode. Um, I love this episode because I, you know, 
I would I would say a majority of the people that come on this podcast I've become close with. Having the conversation with Baby Chip for me was so moving, and I felt so connected uh, to you, Chip, that I didn't feel um, uncomfortable messaging you saying, like, you know, could I could I room with you at Capcom? Like, I felt I felt like we made such a good bond during that interview that you know. I'm a view. I'm usually a very shy person. I'm that type of person where if I'm gonna go somewhere and I'm gonna meet friends, I'll probably just get my ho- own hotel room. Um, but in this case, I was like, you know, you know what? I think I think I can message Chip and and I think we could have a fun time. And so I I value our I love our friendship. I value our friendship. I love when we message each other. I know we don't do it all the time, but I hope I get to see you soon. Uh, episode one. Someone wrote episode one the pilot episode and and literally that was a pilot episode um little background on that episode so as someone who does news a lot I knew I wanted I didn't want it to sound like I'm reading from a script and so I will admit the first like 10 episodes of Newsies Nook does not have a script it was literally me what I'm doing now basically off the cuff whatever pops into my mind I'm gonna say into this microphone and so I knew I was like, okay, that's, I, I don't want to seem like I'm reading from a script. I want it to sound more uh, improvised. And so I kind of just wrote notes, like intro, um, talking about, I, th- I just listened to the pilot. I think I was talking about how like this camping, tr- this camping group uh, asked if, if there's any ABDLs also in the camping, in this camp- camping uh, Facebook group. And it got some backlash. Anyway. I knew I wanted to talk about that. I knew I wanted to talk about prep because I was going through that. And I and that was kind of like always the intention of Newsies Nook in the beginning when it was in its brainstorming phase was that it was going to be a little newsy, you know, a little bit of like what's happening. In, and, and in the beginning, it was more just like general kink news, like anything that could help like an LGBTQ person. Um, it wasn't until much later that it started becoming very highly focused on diapers. Um so I knew I wanted it to be a little newsy, but I also wanted it to be like a little more, um, di- you know, this, this is going to sound up, diaper related. And so that's where the story of um, the gay camping, because I wanted to shed light. I, this, this podcast, if you get anything from it, I, is, is that you find it fun and you find it informative and that was the intention when I started this podcast and so I knew I wanted it to have a little bit of newsies news which is the informative part but more of like what can we talk about that is either diaper related kink related and um, could be fun to talk about and maybe you know learn something from it I remember sitting in my parents I was living with my parents at the time and I was sitting uh, in my bedroom the one that I grew up with and I just remember hitting the record button and the first thing I say is what I say at the beginning of every episode hello 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 and welcome to Newsies Nook a podcast where the the wording has changed since the first one if you do listen to episode one it has changed but basically the essence was there on paper and I still have the notebook that I have it written down and I always think it's so freaking adorable when people come up to me and they go hello 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 and welcome to and literally go as hard as you want as strong as you want. I've had some people go as like, hello, 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 and welcome to Newsies. Because it's fun. It's playful. It has like a ring to it. I never in a million years did what I think I would like create this like ringing kind of phrase. And now I'm kind of like obsessed with it. 
don't make fun of me, but kind of make fun of me. I kind of use it as a little bit of a mantra when I'm driving to work and I feel stressed out. I will say, <laughs> is that weird? I will say like, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Newsies Nook Podcast. And um, yeah, I use it kind of as a little mantra. Like I, I hope people understand this podcast. Uh, you know, you just heard that playtime is over, so I'm not getting uh, any money anymore. But it's it was never about the money. Honestly, I did, I think... I did 70 episodes before Playtime was like, oh, we're going to start paying you now. <laughs> um, yeah, I never did it for the money. I've even while I was make even while Playtime was paying me uh, paying me to do the podcast that that mostly just inspired me to like go harder on stories and kind of like, you know, be more um, intentional with the episodes you know the money kind of just encouraged that and it kind of also made it made it kind of like okay no this is like an actual job now um but it was never for the money you know and even the even when the sponsorships come on and they pay for their sponsorship ads you know that money just basically goes back to diapers um you know and and you know that's why i created the newsies noteworthy of events because you know this community is so small and you know finding events to go to is so hard and so you know i don't you know i want to and that's why i do also episodes with kink businesses i want this podcast to be a platform to be fun and informative whether that's an event whether that's a business whether that's a a niche whether that's a, a thought process you know i that that's always been the goal is just fun and informative and uh hopefully that that is rang true so what is next for Newsy's Nook? You know, this podcast has always been about having fun. You know, as much as I want the audience to be, you know, having fun and being informed, you know, I equally want to be fun and informed. And so I'm going to keep doing this podcast while it is still fun and informative for me. And... You know, as I said, it's never been about the money, and so I'm going to try to support this podcast the best I can. I'm a, I'm a single father now, raising a child, and the child is a podcast. Um, and so if there are, if there's topics, or there's conversations you want to have, please message me. If there's a conversation you see happening on Twitter, and you're like, ooh, this would make a good episode, or like, ooh, I wonder, like, I wonder if Newsy would talk about this. Tag me. I would love to have as many fun and informative conversations of as as a, as I possibly can have um and finally thank you to the listeners thank you thank you thank you for 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 sticking around and and if you joined us along the way thank you for staying around um so without further ado for the hundredth time um I'm officially soggy I got to go change see ya bye Thank <laughs> you.